never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a cancer death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change It's you and uh, Big C. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm great. I'm hoping people get to see this podcast because me and you are not having fun with technology this morning or this afternoon. It's afternoon. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. We're struggling through the day. I, I would like, I had to, I've had to call my wife in like three times yeah. to fix the issues. Travis started. We started this off without Travis recording. Yeah. It was it's just, yeah, we're, we're starting. I haven't called anybody by the wrong name yet. Yeah, so I'm, doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty Lord, good so far. Lord Jackson. Yeah. Lord by another Razorback player's name. I'm an idiot. And I just laughed through the entire thing. Like, yeah. And I didn't edit it out. I could have edited it out. Like, I had all the power. I could have went back and made myself look smart. Right. But I didn't, Clint. I didn't. So what makes me dumber? The fact that I did that, that I called Landon Jackson. I couldn't think of his name at first. And then when I did think of his name, I called him Landon Rogers, who's a like a scout team wide receiver. Or the fact that I could have edited that out, but I didn't. Let me ask you a question. Is this the first time you thought about editing it out? Uh, no, I thought about it that night. No, oh, I, okay. no, no, I mean, no. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. Let, let us see it. Let, let them see us warts and all. That's yeah. what I That's right. Yeah. Warts and all. Flaws, everything. Because we got them. I know it's hard to believe, folks. But <laughs> anyway. You know what I started doing this afternoon? Now, we're a little bit before Thanksgiving. I'm a firm believer in not decorating the thing for Christmas till after Thanksgiving. Amen, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm a butt. I started a little bit early. I started earlier this week because, number one, I'm on vacation this week. Oh. Then, number two, I have my son. So, it's one of them things like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it a little bit early. Make him think you're like a real dad. Like, you're like yeah, make him think like I'm, I'm, I'm the cool... Which I tell you, I bought a flamethrower and the kid is having a blast with the flamethrower. <laughs> hey, Dad, I'm bored. Just go play with the flamethrower, kid. Yeah. Well, you know, we bought a new house and it's got like just an, it's got an awesome fire pit. Okay. And so I, I'd done like a little thing and I, and I didn't have the flamethrower. So I was just trying to light stuff on fire. And then I was pouring, you know, I was had the gas can. Like, and then I'd run away like <laughs> gas, like just a little bit and run away. And it wasn't, you know, 
it's hard to get it going. So I'm like, you know what? I had a buddy. He had one of them flamethrowers. It attaches to a propane tank. And, man, it is just a notch of fun. And so I, so I've been doing that. So, yeah, we were doing we, – so we've been playing with a flamethrower. And so I was like, oh, dude, and I don't get how my dad does it. He makes it look so easy. Like, he does this gigantic Christmas display every year. It's yeah. just one old man with a with a with a fake knee that goes around and does all this. Yeah, and I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. I'm like, I I how yeah how, how do you make the power go from here to here? And then I'm like, so I've got like some lights ran down my fence row, and then I've just given up on lights. Yeah, the, the adulting stuff is still yeah hard. it's 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 not still hard. It's very much fun right now. We've been doing it a long time. Yeah, too long. So difficult. Or should have been doing it more. But you know, it's like our parents are just now at that age where, you know, it's like, okay, I'm making the decisions now. Yeah. And like, I'm like, when did I become the adult in the room? Yeah. It's like, this is stupid. Yeah. And who allowed me to be the adult in the room? Yeah. There you go. But yeah. So. Anyway. Oh, well. Well, Clint, we've had some great interviews the last few weeks. We have, but we haven't had, we ain't actually had to get creative at I all. Know, we just, uh, you know, we had uh, Luke Jones, right. uh, Pooh Paul, we had uh, Landon Jackson, we had, I mean, just some, <laughs> some great interviews, some great guys, just, um, a great time interviewing them, man. That I mean, if you hadn't gone back and watched any of those, man, go back and watch them. Um, Landon Jackson talking about uh, uh, his his dealing with alopecia was golden. It was so it really cool. was. It... Uh, Luke Jones was just a great interview, a lot of fun. The adversity that he, you know, because man. You go up there, you're used to being the man. Mm. You know, man won four state championships at Pulaski Academy, which means he was playing for the varsity in ninth grade. Yes. If you can't do the math on that one. Yeah. So he, he probably a four-year starter at Pulaski Academy on the offensive line to the fight he's had to go through just to get on the field at Arkansas. Well, and, and like we talked about going into his senior year, they tried to give that left tackle position to every other guy on the line. Besides him, they were like, "Yeah, we're putting Luke Jones there, but we're we're gonna try out St. John. We're gonna try out, uh, you know, Crawford. We're gonna try out, you know, Emmanuel. Manuel. We're gonna try out, you know, Henderson. We're gonna try out all these other guys there. Limmer. All these other guys. Yeah. And the one con consistency there was the whole time was Luke Jones. And Clint, I don't know if you noticed, but he played a well of a game Saturday against Ole Miss. He did. And, you know, and I think me and you've let Razorback fans down. I really do. I think me and you both, we let everyone down. We let them all down? We let them all. You don't even know how we let them down, do you? That's how oh. selfish you are, John. I'm that selfish. You're that selfish. Yeah. But, no, no. But, you know what? We could have been the first one to say, hey, COVID year, buddy. COVID year. That's right. 
come back because he could come back for another year. And no, I I, I would never want to try to influence a kid. Uh, since the interview, I've messaged him. I've, yeah, you, I've I've thrown something in there. That okay, good. no, but no, I've never. I'm working behind the scenes. Don't worry. Okay, good. Well, I'm working behind the scenes. I I don't know how much influence we have. Uh, Probably not much, but still. But hey, um, but no, he's going to make the best decision for him and his. Uh, and Luke Jones' girlfriend. For those of you that's not keeping up, and I know I don't keep up. I will not watch a game. Uh, but the Arkansas Razorback women's soccer team on to the Elite Eight. Memphis in penalty kick by penalty kicks. Yeah. So now I would want play. She's got a messed up ACL. But the entire team just you know, yeah. You know she's pulling for you know she's pulling for those oh, for the women. Sure, yeah. So yeah. And so yeah. Um that's that is the most in depth women's soccer. That's all we got. That's all, that's we, all got. we got. That's all that's all we got. Elite, Elite eight one on penalty kicks. And so apparently uh, Qatar is not the destination place everybody thought it was. Just saying. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just saying. Okay. Have you not heard about the World Cup stuff all with Qatar? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're like putting them up in like, like putting the soccer teams up in like tents and, and like. You know, like one of the sponsors for the soccer for the World Cup is like a beer company, but they're not letting them sell beer because it's a Muslim country. And uh, like it's it's horrible, man. Like they're not letting. And then like a lot of media people, there was uh, some European um, media. Uh, I, I forget where they're from, Danish or Denmark or somewhere like that. They were there filming a story about how bad things were in Qatar and like people showed up and like threatened to break their camera and told them that they couldn't record. Like, like it's wild, man. It's, if you hadn't checked it out, check out stories on it. It's yeah. It's, it sounds like not for know, the soccer part, but for the crazy Qatar stuff. Yeah. No, I believe I do. I, I, I believe it. So I last know. week, Clint, we, you know, we, we haven't been on here to talk about games. Um, and there's been a lot happen, right? I mean, we talked about them with the players we interviewed a little bit, you know, but pretty much since the last time you and I were just on here covering the games, we've, you know, we had the loss to Liberty, which thankfully we had Luke Jones after that because that would have been a tough one to sit here and talk about. Yeah. And then we had the loss, which was a much better game, especially by our defense, to LSU. And then, of course, now we had – the game against Ole Miss, which was a which much, much, much better, better game. And um, I got a text from uh, Baseball Bo this morning, and I think he had just listened to the Landon Jackson interview, and he said, uh, Travis, way to call it on the, on the Ole Miss game. He said, you asked Landon to uh, put a sad face on Lane Kiffin, that that's fun to see, and and we got to see that, so that was good. We did get to see it. He was. That's right. I think the fans at one point started chanting Auburn at him. They, they were, yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But before we talk about those games, we need to go back. We haven't done this in a while. There's And, there, and there's a couple that are out there that we need to discuss. Folks, we need to talk about our holy shnikes moments 
and Clint, they've done it again. Y'all, come on. They, they can't act right. They just they, can't act right. No, y'all can't. It's like that dude from... It's it's like the dude from that movie Life can't get right. Okay, they can't get right. The fans can't get right. Clint, they keep doing stupid crap. Fans, fans are stupid. They 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 are. I've been saying it for years. But guys, you can't steal the opposing team one of their players' helmets. Still in a helmet. Still in a helmet, man. Come on. It was probably the same guy that was mooning the Kentucky guy while he was shooting a free yeah. throw. But, no, guys, it's a bad look. I mean, I know y'all think it's funny. You think it's funny. But y'all going to keep going. They're going to quit selling beer at the stadium. That's what's going to happen. Y'all going to have to sneak in your flask like it was back in the old times where you drink. If you're really bad, they're going to go back to Pepsi. You're going to go back to Pepsi. So y'all need to knock it off. <laughs> Get it off. They're going to bring Jeff Long back. That's right. But seriously, what makes you think you're going to get away with that? They're in a time when everyone has a video recorder on your in your pocket. Yeah. It's and on Saturday and Instagram. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to get away with with running off with an old Miss Hill? I mean, that's so stupid. Yeah, and it's just it's 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 not a good look for us. So stop it. Now, it's not just here. I tagged you with this on Facebook. I'm not yeah. sure if you got a chance to watch it. I watched it, yeah. Did you see that security guard lay a lick? That is the – I know. These, see, these Ryan Erlacher hit a, get a hit that pure. I mean, it was just – These people that are rushing the field, look, folks, it's not going to end well for you. It's not. It's not going to end well for you when you rush the field by yourself, okay, when you go to streak the field. Right, protesting whatever you're doing. There's there's other ways to do it, okay. There's there's other ways to do it, but that security guard lit that <laughs> thing up. Yeah, I don't know what he was protesting or what he was doing. I just watched the it. I mean, dad gum. Well, here's the deal: no one's ever gonna know what they were protesting. No, they're just gonna know they got. Jacked up, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have been protesting for the right reasons, but no yeah. one's going to talk about it. Yeah. He, he just like, man, he got laid out. In fact, he got hit so hard that even when he's showing that video to his grandkids, he's not going to be able to remember what he was protesting <laughs> because he got a concussion, homeboy. <laughs> they got little. If you don't know what we're talking about, was it? USC and USC, UCLA. Yeah. Um, and they're running down the sideline, and the security guard just jacked them, just form tackled them right into the bench. And uh, it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was almost as good as the Baker Mayfield tackle in Fayetteville. Not quite that good. It, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Now, Clint, let's, uh, before we talk about those three games a little bit. Of course, we'll talk mostly about the Ole Miss game. Um, let's talk, you know, well, first of all, I got to commend you because, folks, if you're not following us on social media, every now and then, we, we have some we have some good stuff on there for you to see. And Clint on Saturday put on our Facebook, I would like to go ahead and congratulate Rocket Sanders 
on co-offensive player of the week in the SEC. They're not going to give it to a Razorback. One of the first comments, Mike Floyd said, yeah, might as well put Spencer Rattler in there now too. Well. And the awards came out today, and it's Rocket Sanders and Spencer Rattler. So, Clint and our buddy Mike Floyd, y'all got it exactly right. Well. Uh, it, they both had wells of games. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you th- throw six touchdown passes against the team that was supposed to walk into the playoffs, um, that's big. Then, again, um, to rush for 230 yards and three touchdowns, including have one that was called back. 50 it, was, order, yeah. it was a good call. The call was a good call. And a couple good receptions, yeah. There were three touchdowns called back, and every one of them was a good call. Yeah, yeah. Because on that second one for Ole Miss, I mean, Zach Williams got tackled. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. And then, you know, Hazelwood was holding. Yeah. So, I mean, none of them were bad calls. Um, So, he basically, he ran the end zone four times. Then, plus, he had, what, five receptions? Everything he had. I mean, but you'll vote Spencer Rattler does. I mean – I was just I was being facetious when I said that because I didn't realize what Spencer Rattler had done. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't realize. I, I knew I knew that South Carolina had, was beating Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and man, speaking of Tennessee, you got to hurt for Hendon Hooker. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. I mean, that's it, tough. he's out for the year. In case you don't know. Uh, yeah, towards ACL. Um, I think this might be his COVID year. Yeah, maybe so. I, I think it is because he's like 24, 25 years old. Yeah. So it's um okay. So sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. Bring no, it down. Sorry. So as you know, in case you've forgotten, we like to do a player of the game. But we do we don't do the obvious, okay? So in this game, the obvious would be, you know, Rocket Sanders or Drew Sanders, who also got SEC player of the week. Um you know, another obvious might be KJ uh, because, you know, coming back and everything. Although, I mean, you know, he, he, his stats wasn't amazing. He just did a great job leading. Uh, but, no, we, we like to dig a little deeper and find some others. So, Clint, who's your player of the game? The law office of Wagner and Limmer. Um, the right side of the offensive line, just they – Dominated. It, it was uh, really. I wanted to give it to Bo Limmer, but as, as I was watching Wagner too, I was like, "Dad gum." So, go ahead. That week off against LSU helped KJ and Wagner so much. They they did, and and you kind of. I'm gonna get through this, but then we can, let's get back to to a healthy KJ. What a difference he makes. And Wagner, too. You know, he's, not, he's got that C on his chest for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a starter for a reason, and you saw why. Um, Limmer just, man, played a game. Huh? He was crushing folks. He was. He's crushing folks. And they, they, and they was one where I think, um, McElroy, um, I, I mean, Rogers was pointing out the combo block that Limmer and him had. 
Yeah, they started on one guy, the limbers went off, went to the next guy, and then they saw Rocket busted. So um, that that's my player of the game. And Travis, how much stuff did you have? Well, my player of the game um, is is really just also somebody that just the last couple games because that's all we've seen him. But Quincy McAdoo has made a huge difference on this defense. Yes. Like, not only, uh, you know, he you might he might have been up, you know, in the previous game where he had the interception and, you know, all that. I mean, that was that was big block punt. You you know, but in the game Saturday, he was around the ball all the time. And as a corner, that's pretty amazing. If when they broke on those long runs, who was on their heels on every one of them? Oh, McAdoo. And he was coming from across the field most of the time. He was just putting effort out. In fact, and there's a couple he caught them. There was a couple he caught them. He had seven tackles and one sack. He, uh, you know, one in the press conference today, they were talking about the uh, bubble screen where he blew up his blocker and then made the tackle. The guy's been playing Division One corner for like two games, and what three weeks of practice, four weeks of yeah. practice, you know, and he's doing what he's doing out there. He's already our best tackler in the defensive backfield. He's arguably our fastest guy back there, and he's putting in what I'm seeing on the field. He's putting in the most effort on the field. I, I will, and I, yeah, and I wanted to say something about it. you can the the two guys you know that are back there that are giving maximum effort every play is him and Hudson Clark. Yeah, and, and people love to paint on Hudson Clark, but yeah, there's not a player back there maybe other than McAdoo that plays harder than Hudson. Yeah, I, I just them two guys. I just wanted to point out their their effort, and you know, we got one that had the physical attributes, you know, the speed and the strength. You know, yeah. you know, McAdoo's not that much bigger than him, but McAdoo's, you could tell, got more strength. Oh, yeah. No, you can definitely tell McAdoo's probably – he's a better athlete than Hudson. Yeah. It's, it's not a fair comparison. I mean, Hudson was a walk-on. Obviously, probably you would say under-recruited. He's starting in a secondary for an SEC school, yeah. so you know he was under-recruited. It just it is what it is. Yeah. McAdoo, blue-chip recruit at wide receiver. And I, I'd messaged you, and I want to get to her other one here in a second, but I messaged you after the during the game, actually. Because we were all talking about how we didn't message during the game. I'm like, no, they're playing so good, I didn't want to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was, so, but towards the end of the game, you know, it was obviously it was out of hand, fourth quarter, me and you start talking a little bit. Something what Quincy McAdoo has done is become rarer and rarer. You're not going to see it as much. And the reason why is the transfer point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, the other guy I want to bring up is uh, Richard Sherman when I think about this, because Richard Sherman went to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started off a wide receiver, buried on the depth chart, moved to cornerback. You can argue one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time, top two or three, you know, um, in the discussion for the GOAT. Um, where kids just now these days they want to play wide receiver and you want to move them, they can say, no, I'm going to go play at 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Stanford. I'm gonna go, matter of fact, I'm gonna go to Cal and I'm gonna play for a rival. Well, what's even more impressive is not only that, but Quincy volunteered to move. Yeah, and for sure, but it, I think you're gonna see less and less of it. You know, you're 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 rarely gonna see that. You're rarely gonna see a kid volunteer to move because of the transfer portal, I think. You know, what I'm saying is, is you're right. Because of the transfer portal, they're rarely going to volunteer to move, let alone if a coach asks them to move, they're going to be less likely to do it because they can transfer out. And, of course, Pittman in his press conference today said, uh, you know, he said Quincy's talking about wanting to play both ways some. <laughs> so we'll see if he gets to do that. That You know, that's – he does. I mean, as much as he wants to be a receiver, I think he needs to focus on being a corner. Um, he's gonna make more money as a corner than he would at receiver. Yeah, he, he he what he's done is impressive. Uh, he's I don't want to jinx the kid, but you know he it, it, the sky looks to be the limit for him at cornerback. It really does, and I'm I've been nothing but impressed. We normally don't talk about this, but. He's one I would definitely like to have on the podcast. I've reached out to him, but I haven't got a response. Yeah. But, um, but you know. He's one, I, and maybe we could talk him into sticking at corner. Speaking speaking of guys you've begged to have on the podcast, um, tell us, you want to tell us about the next one? No, nah, it's your idea. You do it. You well, I think, you know, I, I almost switched my player of the game. I want to give the first ever – Big C, bigger T. We've never done it before, may never do it again. That's right. But, but we'll probably forget we did it. Let's just be honest. We're getting we're getting some timers and yeah. any timers. I, I walk into a room sometimes and goes, why do I walk into this room? That's right. I don't know. Um, so, but the Big C, bigger T, Lifetime Achievement Award, bumper pool. Yeah. What a uh, – <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I like to call people G's. What a G. He's a G. You can yeah. tell Bumper Pool is that guy you want to get in the foxhole with. I guess he's playing with two bad hips, a bad back. Yeah. And he's done all this and been out there giving giving it his all every week. You still see him all over the field. Um, and folks, remember- one of the reasons we're talking about this, and, and, you, and it'll be out, I'm sure, it's already out. We're, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, but um, uh, Coach Pittman in his press conference today he said there's a possibility that Bumpers played his last game as a Razorback. Uh, now he doesn't know that for sure, uh, but he's just he's beat up pretty bad, and I'm sure the thought now becomes, you know, he's helped his team get bowl eligible. You know now. If he wants to have a pro career, that you know, what does he do? What what medically does he do to try to get ready for? Because he's a guy that's going to have to go to the combine. He's going to have to go, you know, do all those things probably. Uh, <clears throat> so he really needs to rest his body and and get ready for all that and playing, you know, playing against Missouri right now. Like if, if you saw the game Saturday. Pooh Paul is getting a lot of playing time. Yeah, he, he's playing every bit as much, if not more. 
I would say he's probably playing more than Bumper. In fact, the last few weeks, Bumper hadn't played hardly any third downs. Yeah. They've they've had Pooh Paul out there on, on obvious passing downs. Um so I think that's one of the reasons we want to mention this. And and you're right, Clint. I mean, you know, Grant Morgan was an amazing guy too. And we and we could have said this, given him this award also. Right. But we didn't think about it. So we didn't think about it. And Bumper is leaving the all-time leader in tackles. Right. He is – I mean, Tony Bua had the record. And I – you know, I'll never forget. There, there's two, two, two things I'm always going to remember about Bumper Bull. Um, he was the guy that signaled, no, Razorback football's back to me. Mm-hmm. Because we had, we had been through the Chad Morris years, back-to-back, two and ten seasons. Mm-hmm. I hadn't won an SEC game in so long. Okay, we're going to play football, but it's going to be an all SEC schedule. You're like, okay, who who are they going to give us? And you were hoping like they were do like make it even, like give us Vandy and maybe Florida. You know, and then they go, okay, we're going to give uh, Arkansas, we're going to give you Georgia, who was the number one team in the country, and we're going to give you Florida. Yeah, uh, which everybody's like, it was unfair, but the team really is like, okay, the team was excited about it. So I remember their quarterback, which, um. I think mean, he's trans, uh, since uh, transferred to Temple. Um, my, but he, I remember he scrambled on the sideline and he was on a run and Bumper Pool laid him out. Yeah. It was one of the best hits I'd ever seen. And it was one of them deals where, where it was like, I, I said, number one, Bumper Pool, I think, run that man's career. I think from that on, I mean, he, he was hearing football footsteps from then on. Mm. Uh, and he just never was. And then Stetson Bennett took over, and the rest is history there. Mm. Um, but man, and then I remember watching the Mississippi State game the next week, where we actually broke the losing streak. Yeah, I remember. Like, I mean, Bumper pulls everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he was everywhere. I mean, you just looked. I think he had like twenty tackles that game. Yeah, I mean, just the. But yeah. to me, when I think about Arkansas football being back, I'll just never forget that. That bumper pull, that hit that he put on, I believe Mitchell. I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but yeah. I mean, he laid him out. I mean, it was one of the hardest hits, and that kid never was. <laughs> um, and then I'll also I'll always remember the Mississippi State game, seeing him like, like, man, bumper is just all over the place. Well, the way his, you know, they talked about it a lot Saturday, but the way his family's so connected to the program, you know, his sister works for the program is. Brother was an equipment guy for the program, you know. I mean, his, you know, they just—he's—he's he's Arkansas football, and and he's from, you know, North Texas, which is where we've gotten so many great players. I mean, you know, so not only has he been so much on the field, but even off the field, he's just a Razorback man. He's a Razorback, and he's not from Arkansas, but he's just a, you know. So yeah. Lots of kudos to him. Uh, I'm going to hate not seeing him out there. There's something when you see that number 10 out there that just gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, thinking, okay, this defense is in con- you know in control. But, Clint, I'm starting to feel that way about Pooh Paul, too. No, I am, too. You know, and you can just tell. And, and that's the thing is I think with you've got Pooh Paul and you got McAdoo over there. 
you've got two cornerstones you can build that defense around. And then I think, you know, with what we're going to have coming back, you know, where you see – Well, you, you know, like we talked about the other day, you got Lennon Jackson and Ball. And Ball, yeah. Up front. I mean, that's a – you know, you say you want to be strong up the middle on defense. Well, of course, McAdoo's a corner, I guess. But, I mean, that's that's some hinge players, man. That's that's some good core players to build a defense around. When you got a McAdoo that you're going to, you know, give him a year of practicing corner and you're going to be able to put him on the best receiver you play against every week. I mean, yeah, you got a chance to have McAdoo Island over there. I mean, you really do. You got Pooh Paul, who you're going to be able to mirror the best quarterbacks in the SEC because he's athletic enough and smart enough to do that. And then you got Ball and all those other guys, you know, Landon Jackson putting the pressure on on defense, on the defensive line. I mean, you got to feel good about the defense. And that, and this is the first time in a long time where you can say we got a good, you know, like we – well, we've, I mean, I guess we've had a good core with Catalan and, but, you know, of course, Catalan's been injuries he's been a lot. Out. He's, been, he's been injured a lot. But if you look at when the Razorback defense changed, mm-hmm. it was halftime of Liberty. Yeah. I mean, it really was. Halftime against Liberty, the defense suddenly is like it clicked and like, and, and it, it coincides with the appearance of Quincy McAdoo. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that I think it's gone unnoticed. It may not be talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but I think since McAdoo showed up, it's been different. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so let's talk about that Ole Miss game. Um, you know, of course, the big thing with it was we saw a KJ at 100%, or not at 100%, but at a lot closer to 100%. Yeah. What he had been before. You know, I think that was the big problem against Liberty. You know, we didn't really – I sort of hinted at it when we talked to Luke a little bit, and I hinted at it a little bit with Landon. But I think in that Liberty game, when you got two guys that are your leaders or your captains, like KJ and Bumper, and in that Liberty game, both of them were not in that game. They were hurting. You, I mean, you just watching on TV – you looked into their eyes. KJ was – you look in his eyes in that game and you look in his eyes against Ole Miss at the beginning of the game, and it's a different look, okay? Yeah. Liberty, he wasn't all there. You could tell he was hurting. And those are the type of leaders. They're not the necessarily the rah-rah, I'm going to fire you up with a great speech, you know, Grant Morgan-style uh, leaders. Uh, they were they're the hey boys watch what I do because I'm going to give maximum effort and let's lock arms and give maximum effort together type of guys yeah and they couldn't do that against Liberty I don't think and I think that I really think just to be honest with you I think we were (laughs) we were taking Liberty lightly I think, uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to ask that when we interview players because they're not going to admit to it. So why not ask? Why ask it? Um, and they shouldn't admit to it. But the truth is, there's times you go into games because you're used to having games all through football. 
you have games where you play teams that are weaker at times. Right. And so you go into those games thinking, okay, we're going to be able to coast through this one. And I think when they got against Liberty, they were thinking they were going to coast. That's the, that's what Pittman was seeing on Friday before the game. He said he was seeing. That's what, you know, in breakfast the morning of the game, he said he was seeing. That's that's what ended up on the field. And, and that's why it would look so disjointed and everything looked bad because they, they're just minds wasn't into it. And when your leaders aren't into it, you know, the good teams, their leaders, okay, guys, we're not into this. Gather around me, let's go. And when your leaders aren't, you know, and then Dalton Wagner's over there can barely stand up because his back was hurting him so bad. Yeah. So all those things together is what made Liberty happen. Now, what we saw with the Ole Miss game was the total opposite of that. Those guys were back, and they were, you know, KJ's like, come on, boys, let's go. Ride my coattail because I'm going to lead us to the promised land. Yeah. And that's what I think we're sitting here at six and five right now. And and I agree with everything you just said. I mean, 100%, I couldn't have said it better myself. We lost the Texas A&M game. We shouldn't have lost that game. Mm -hmm. We just shouldn't have. We were better than A&M. We lost the Liberty game even with KJ unhealthy. It's a game we shouldn't have lost. Um, and then LSU, and I think even Mississippi State, to a degree, you have a healthy KJ Jefferson. It's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. Both of them are different. You, KJ is what stirs that drink. Uh, Alabama's Alabama. Alabama still, they're better than us. Yeah. They're the only team that I feel like we've played all year that was significantly better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost two games you shouldn't, and you lost two games with an unhealthy KJ Jefferson. Yeah. And then you lost to Alabama. Um, you play football long enough, you're going to lose a couple of them games you shouldn't. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's the reality of playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the break don't go your way and it goes the other guy's way and it sucks. It, ha- it happens. Uh, we saw the difference, you know, with Ole Miss, like KJ was back, KJ was healthy. They started stacking the box to stop the run, and then KJ torched them. Mm. That's Pat, that second touchdown pass he threw to Matt Landers, where he was just hey, and how about Matt Landers? Oh, never that, was the guy before, wasn't the guy at um, wasn't Georgia, the guy at Toledo, Georgia, Toledo, but yeah. he's he looks good, man. Hazelwood he looks too. like a pro to me. I mean, it, it, he's got some inconsistencies catching the ball. Yeah, there'll be times when he'll just he'll miss the easy one, and that was the knock on him. Uh, yeah. That was the knock on him at Georgia. Uh, but if he can ever get past that man, he's he's got the ability to do whatever he wants to do. And how about our receivers as a whole? I mean, Keytron Jackson. Uh, I mean, Hazelwood's looking good. Um, Bryce Stevens, you're seeing more and more of him. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's part of the reason that, you know, that people say Warren Thompson quit the team because yeah. he's the number four guy to the number five guy because Rice beat him out. Yeah. Um, which I'm I'm also yeah. that to the coaching staff is there's there's competition in the season. Sometimes you get beat out. That's right. And it happened happened to Warren, happened to uh Hornsby, and then Hornsby, of course, won it back. Yeah. Uh, so it was <clears throat> also today, just to put that out, you know, you just mentioned Warren Thompson. Uh, all Pittman said about him was, you know, or the other day, all Pittman said about him was he quit the team. We don't know why he quit. Um, but then uh, today, James Joyner also announced that he was going in the transfer portal. Um, you know, he's, I think when you see the, the play that Dominion's getting, uh, you know, that Rocket's going to have at least another year. Um, they have a freshman, I think, from Florida, maybe. They got, they've got a couple. They got, and they got, they got a, they got a guy they're recruiting that they really high on, that they think can be kind of an every down back. Um, that uh, is going to be coming in next year, whether the guy from Benton, you know, he's, you know, he's gone back on his commitment now. Uh, so we'll see if he, what he decides to do, but he was, to me, he was very, he's very similar to Joyner, just probably a little better. Uh, well, and, and you know, and you can see why Joyner, I think Joyner oh. sees the writing on the wall. And No, and there was another running back that I, I think he ended up at, um, Texas Southern or somewhere like that. I can't remember. Uh, but one of the one of the smaller Texas school, maybe Stephen F. Austin, but he was running back. He's like, Coach, look, I, I can see I can see I can see the depth chart. Yeah. See what it is. You got Rocket coming back. And like I told you, next year's probably gonna be Rocket's last year. Yeah. If you're a Rocket, I see no upside to coming back for your senior season if next year's even close to this one. Yeah. AJ Green, you gotta hope he's coming back. Yeah, because uh, he's he's the number two guy getting the second most carries. Said Dubian, Dubian, uh, Dominion, Dominion. I knew I was butchering his name. You got him, and so them three, hypothetically speaking, <coughs> and then you know, hope that you know Dominic Johnson may recover. So you're talking about there's a like there's a good likelihood you're fifth on the depth chart. Yeah, just behind them four guys. So you can see why that's that's the type of kid the portal's built for. It well, really speaking, speaking of the portal next Monday, and Pittman talked about that in this, this in his press conference today. Next Monday is gonna be crazy day. Yeah. Cause that's when the portal opens, and that's when players are gonna be discussing the whether they're gonna go pro or not with the coaches and, and probably announcing all that. Uh that that's going to be a wild one. Well, they're talking about a fire sale at Texas A and M. They really are. They are saying to keep and an Auburn. eye, on them. huh? And Auburn. So that's some highly rated recruits from both of those schools that'll be man, at the transfer portal. But here's what's crazy now. Here's what the portal's changed. It's changed the head the head coaching market too. To a degree, to me, because look what look what USC's done. USC, you know, and, and I don't think we got time to get into it, but you, 
they got a good shot at making the playoffs. And what they did was they hired Oklahoma's coach and brought his who brought his five star quarterback with him. Yeah. You know, so whoever hires Deion Sanders, for example, is going to get his son, which was a higher four-star quarterback. Yeah. Is going to transfer from Jackson State. Um, I did read today that that Deion is currently negotiating with two schools. Really? Yeah. And I read this on Saturday down south. So that's where I get I give the I always try to give the credit. Um, but that he is already he is in he is talking to Colorado. And uh, USF. Really? That that he's he's talking to those two schools, Southern Florida. I can see him at USF. Yeah, it's. What cover are they in USA? I'm not. I'm not sure. They're either in the AAC or Lane was. No, Lane was at Florida Atlantic. That's right, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, he was. He was a owl, which he left Boca for beautiful. Mississippi. Well, have you heard um Oxford? Uh well, and this is other news that I mean this doesn't have to do with what we were just talking about, but this uh, made me think about yeah, it. It's our podcast. We talk about what we want. Small Florida schools. Uh Malachi Singleton, our Razorback quarterback commitment for next year. Yeah. Have you heard that he's wavering? I have not. He's made two visits to UCF. Oh, freaking Gus. Apparently he's uh well, I think he's from Florida or something and yeah. has a relationship with folks down there or something. Yeah. And, and well so he's as there's there's some worry that he's gonna he's gonna flip. He's gonna flip. Anyway, you, you never but that that really makes me think Arkansas will be in the portal for a quarterback. Oh no, they're going to be because I, <laughs> I I would be. I think everyone will be surprised if Malik Hornsby's back. Yeah, I think I, like, you know he's going to stick through the season. Um, but I think you know it would be a shocker. Yeah, if Malik, if Malik Hornsby was on the roster next year. Um. So it is, uh, and so that definitely there's gonna be a lack of depth there, for sure. Well, there already is a lack of depth there. You think about it. I mean, we have three main quarterbacks. I think there's a walk on, yeah, uh, that's like a scout teamer. But we have, you know, wouldn't you say about every SEC school is this way now? I mean, like probably so. Yeah, you can't stockpile talent anymore. No. That's the portal. It's not, you know, it, it, the the days of guys waiting till their junior year to get a shot to start, so, they're probably done. Yeah. So this week, Black Friday, we play Missouri. How you feeling about this game? I feel like Arkansas is by far the better football team. It is that you you are better than Missouri. You should win this game. You're at a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, if Arkansas comes into it like we're bowl eligible, we really don't care, Missouri will win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you've got plenty of old Missouri players as coaches. Um, you've got Missouri's old head coach. I think this defense is going to be fired up for Coach Oldham. Um, we have – Arkansas has never won in Columbia. 
Wow. It's a trophy game. We haven't won any of those trophies this year. We haven't won any of the trophies. They're going to know that that trophy case is going to be empty if you don't get this one. Wow. And and the difference in bowl games at seven and five and six and six is just different. I mean, you're probably going to get yourself out of the Las Vegas Bowl. You're going to get yourself out of the Birmingham Bowl. You're probably going to be somewhere like Music City, Gator, maybe Liberty, which I'm hoping, low-key, I'm hoping for the Liberty Bowl because I'd be able to go to that one. Well, you know, the one of the rumors is the Liberty is wanting Arkansas and Oklahoma. That would be a good Liberty Bowl. That would be that's that's one of the that's one of the rumors I heard on Twitter or whatever saw on Twitter. Yeah, that'd be a good game. It really would. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be a future SEC preview. You know, they could build it up as that. You know, two teams that are going to be in the SEC together. Yeah. Now, on the Big 12, this is totally off subject. Did you have Kansas State versus TCU as the Big 12 championship game at the Isn't that nuts? Adrian Martinez. I'm starting to think Scott Frost was the problem in Nebraska. I mean, he's yeah. Like, you know, it was like Adrian Martinez, and this has nothing to do with anything, but Kansas State, he's basically had like a Felipe Franks effect. Yeah. Where like bad Felipe was gone when he got to Arkansas. Yeah. You know, he was a lot more consistent. And now, uh, and you see the same thing with him, but that was, and I think a lot of people probably saw Georgia in the in the East, but I don't think a lot of people had LSU. No, no one had LSU. No, no one. Else. I mean, like, oh, it's going to take all the people they lost. Yeah, and new coach, new coaches. That this was rebuilding year at best for them, and they're going to the daggum. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone did. I think, like you said, the you know TCU may not have been too much of a surprise. A little bit. But, okay, let, let me ask you this question. Let's just – let's say this out. USC won loss. They're only lost to Utah. They went out. Yeah. Beat whoever wins the – whoever in the, whoever the Pac-12 championship game, they blow them out. Yeah. TCU runs the table. Michigan-Ohio State play – what, that's two and three right now? In this scenario, Georgia also runs the table. Um, so Michigan, Ohio State, they win a they it's it goes to overtime. They win on a two point conversion. Ohio State wins on a two point conversion. Who are your four playoff teams? Because you know Georgia's in, Ohio State would be in. Yeah. You also got Clemson sitting there with one loss to Notre Dame. Yeah, I'd still say, I, I think USC makes it, and I think. Uh... I think you got to put TCU in it. No, I think TCU, if they run the table, you've got I, – you've got to put them in. you got to, yeah. Yeah, you've got to, but I think the three would get in. But then do you put – USC was a conference champion. Michigan didn't win their division, but look who Michigan – Michigan's only loss was to Ohio State, and it was close. Yeah, but it's the end of the season loss too, so – yeah, I th- I think you got. I think it's those four. I think it's Georgia, 
Ohio State, TCU, um, USC. You still got Clemson sitting there? If there was ever a year that a 12-team playoff would make things a lot less complicated. Yeah. You know Saban wants one after this season. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Well, because there's a lot of good – there's a lot of good teams, you know. I think – you know, and I already think the bowl system, as we know, it's pretty much dead. Um, yeah, it's been killed. <clears throat> the playoffs killed it. The opt outs, and you you had opt outs before the before it happened. Yeah. I think when you talked about it before. You remember Sean Andrews being the first one to really yeah. you really see him opt out to get ready. And well, and I have a, of course, I have a little bigger view of it. I, I think it's more than just that that killed it. I think it was I think it was just a change in our society as a whole. You can't play the game for fun anymore. You can't you can't have games as a reward anymore. I mean, that's look at the all-star games and the pro sports. You know, when we were growing up the you know the Pro Bowl was you know d- just to watch the players have fun in Hawaii, you know. Yeah. We didn't, yeah, and they played hard, but, you know, we didn't really care who won necessarily, you know, besides, you know, I guess there for a while they did, whoever won got to host the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, But, you know, or, you know, the NFC got to host it or the AFC or whatever, but, but it was all just for fun and you got to see, you know, and you got to see Troy Aikman throw to Jerry Ross, you know, you got to. See, uh, you know, Joe Montana throw to Michael Irvin, or, you know, whatever. You know, you got to see but now, like, if you had like Tom Brady, if he loses, he ain't going to the Pro Bowl, yeah. You know? Well, a lot of them don't even go to it anymore, and then Aaron Rodgers don't go, you know, it's like, no, I'm hurt. And the ones that do go, I mean, people want them to go out there and beat their heads in, and 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 the ones that do go are so scared of getting hurt that they, you know, that they don't even try hard. I mean. Players used to actually try hard. I mean, they they may not try as hard as they would if it was a anyway. Just I think just a change in the mentality has and and because the bowl games were a reward, man. A bowl game was a reward for having a great season, man. You you went out, you had a great season. Now you get to go to this city. You get to learn about that city. They're gonna treat you right. They're gonna feed you good. They're going to, you know, put you in little contests and, you know, and all this different stuff. And, you know, the players get to live like kings for a couple of days, put you in a nicer hotel than you got normally on the road. You know, I mean, just it was a reward for them. You know, you get your prize pack, you know, your $400 worth of stuff, you know. and <clears throat> That's what it was about. And nowadays it's, you know, what call it, you know, being too much about the money or whatever else, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And and you can't you can't do any game just as a reward game. It's a uh you know and you know for I mean you think about it and I love the way Pittman's doing it. You know, he saves his red shirts last game. Right. So that they can practice, you know, so he uses it for preparation for the next year. Right. You know and I I, I listen, me and you both listen to the press conference today. You know, and he didn't even talked about that last year. We talked about, yeah, and and Chris Paul's one of the ones that it benefited. He goes, no, I, I save it, you know, for the last game, and then if we get a bowl game, that way they can do it too. Yeah. 
And I think it's it goes and that gives them something to practice for. Like they know you practice difference if you know there's a chance you're going to play. Yeah. Maybe that's why I never practiced hard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 good. Now, Clint, tell me, uh, this week's Thanksgiving. Right. It's Thanksgiving. So, it well, first of all, we need to talk about, just real quick, uh, okay. Maui basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. The Hogs Good. play tonight against Louisville. Who Tipping up 45 minutes. We're recording this early, by the way. Yeah. Uh, which they should beat. Uh, Louisville's terrible. Yeah, they're pretty, they're not very good. I mean, they've they've lost three games all by like one point, but the teams they played were terrible. Like one of the teams they played, I can't I can't remember the name of them, but actually our buddy Mike Floyd was went to the game. Uh, he happened to be in Louisville. They were playing them. He said it was like some Catholic school from in Louisville, um, and it was. He said Louisville was terrible. He said they were just pathetic, and. Uh, so when you first saw the schedule, though, you're thinking, "Oh crap, we play Louisville first game. That's going to be a tough game," and it still may be. They have some, you know, they're going to have some athletes, but uh, you know, this is going to be a good bonding time. But you know what we've seen from the team so far? Of course, we don't know when Nick Smith's going to play, uh, but when he does play, Clint, I'm afraid the guy is going to have to score 50 points and not miss any shots because. He's got yeah, expectations are high. He's been preseason expectations for him are amazing. So uh, he has no room for error. But um, so we don't know if he'll get to play or not. But uh, I saw on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Mus has the boys out uh, surfing and uh, all that. Oh, by the way, Brazil's dunk. On South Dakota State guy. Did you see it? No, I saw it. I watched the entire game. It is. Oh, my goodness. What a dunk. Yeah. He had his hand halfway down the goal. I mean, it was anyway. Um, I've been trying to sit here and find the Maui Invitational schedule. And that's, that's what I'm sitting here. Because I, I don't remember who we have. If you know we, how to spell Maui. I put the silent Q in there. <laughs> I was using numbers and stuff. I was there. It is Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> swan, swan, swan again. Well, I went to I went to a Facebook page thinking oh, I'd be like one of the first few posts. And... Okay, so Texas Tech plays Creighton. Oh, the fields! The field is incredible. Louisville, Arkansas. Ohio State, San Diego State, Cincinnati, Arizona. We'll play the winner of Texas Tech and Creighton. And then we'll play the winner of the other bracket. Yeah. If we win. If we lose, we play the loser of that game. Uh, yeah, we play it. Yeah, we either play – we play tomorrow regardless. It just yeah. depends on men, so – um, man, it's a good field. It really is. Ohio State, San Diego State, Cincinnati, Arizona. You know, Louisville on paper, you wouldn't have thought they'd have been this poor. I mean, it's just a good draw. Yeah. But the rest of this, there's a chance you go over three in this thing and still have a great and have a great squad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and, and the thing we're going to see from this team all year is they need to hit outside shots and they need to hit free throws. We're going to, we're going to be begging them to do that all year. Okay. That, that's going to be, that's going to be uh, the thing that we complain about because that's just their weaknesses. They're going to make up for it on a lot of other ways and athleticism and cutting to the basket and, you know, all the other ways they, they can score and defensively taking the ball away. They're going to make up for it, but those are the things that we're going to, as fans, people are going to complain about. Don't you think? Oh, no, I agree. And I, I think like last year, everybody kept saying, what about KK? What about KK? What about KK? I think this year, people opinion is going to be KK Robinson. Yeah. And like they're struggling from three, they're struggling from three. Yeah. So and then that we're gonna to want to put in pinion to kind of be the be the zone buster. But you know, who knows? You know, once you earn your time, you earn your time. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a reason why Musman does what he does, reason why Pittman does what he does. But yeah, both fun to watch, and I'm excited about being a bowl eligible. I'm excited about watching the Maui Invitational. It is still – the football season hasn't exactly gone the way we wanted to. It's still a good time to be a Razorback fan. Right. It's nice not being 2-10 and 10 anymore. That's right. It's nice not being the embarrassment that we were. The respectability is back at Arkansas. And uh, we have Bumper Pool to thank for that. That's right. Amongst other guys, but you know what I'm saying. That's why he's the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Big C Bigger T Podcast. That's right. That's right. You need to send him like a medallion or something and see – He'll probably get it like, what the crap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can just write it on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, like give him a certificate, like you did good. Yeah, good the job. Great job ones, like with the, yeah. with the rainbow over it. Send him a t-shirt too. Yeah. yeah. T-shirt, keychain, maybe a sticker. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. All right, Clint. Thanksgiving coming up Thursday. What are you looking forward to eating the most? I'm going to sound weird. I, I'm really looking forward to green bean casserole. You're a green bean casserole guy. Huh? Yeah, you you did not see that one coming. Like I love I green did. beans. I did. I, I love green bean casserole. Really? Yeah. And also, I'm I'm not a not a big pie guy either. Like I, I like pecan and pumpkin. Like I'm not a big apple pie fan. Yeah. Not, you know, it's just like, eh. Is it taste or texture for you? Texture, yeah, texture, texture. Yeah, I'm not a big pie guy. But. Yeah, I, there's certain pies that I'm not a fan of because of texture. Yeah. I tell you, I've become a sweet potato pie fan. See, I'm not. And this is so weird. It's funny because if you'd asked me five years, five, six years ago, I'd have told you I didn't like sweet potatoes at all. Now, like they're like sweet potato fries, tots, you know, the ones that get cooked all the way through. If you put a sweet potato in front of me, I wouldn't eat it. Not even, if it's a Have thick, you ever had a sweet potato pie? I'm not going to. I'm an adult, and I know I don't like it. It's better than pumpkin. Nope, I don't like it. It's the same texture as pumpkin pie. I don't like it. It doesn't matter what you tell me, Travis. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to. You're going to like it if you tried it. I promise. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like a child. Like here comes the airplane. Like nope. (laughs) I'm gonna hold you down and make you eat it. (laughs) Make you use your jujitsu to get away. (laughs) Please don't. No, because I'll end up in some kind of hole. You'll be choking me out. Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't want to do And one of my goals in life is to never be rear naked choked. So, Oh, well, now that I know that, I'm going to have to sneak up behind you. And like, yeah. I'd go and clean. It was a goal. I have to mark um, this by the book. 
All right, so last thing before we go. All right. Or before we beg people to like and share this podcast. And subscribe, too. And subscribe. And comment on the social media stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Clint, what are you thankful for? Man, I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. And I'm also thankful for my mentors. Um, the one thing I think you would say, um, you know, that you've seen me grow up probably a lot the last four or five years. Um, wouldn't you say so? You yeah. didn't nod. You know so that if you agreed with me. No, I agree with you. No, I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> no, I think, you know, part of what I did is I, I really started choosing the people I follow and want to emulate better. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I, I think that I, I'm thankful for my mentors. I'm thankful for the gentleman out there. I'm going to name David Harrison, Tom Clark. Tom Clark, also known as Dad, um, people like that that, that have just made Danny Dream, people that have made profound influences in my life, and they give me advice and 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 all that when I didn't deserve it. It was it was funny. I was having lunch with David the other day, um, and he's my boss, and, but I also consider him a mentor and a friend. But I told him, I said, "Yeah, you and my dad are the two men that I call." You know, and thanks. I don't really know how to handle the situation. He goes, well, you probably need to call me more. Yeah. It's like, and that, that hit me like, yeah, I go through stuff and don't always reach out and people are willing to help and, and walk me through situations. And I don't see it because I don't think I'm worthy sometimes, but that there's people like that out there for me. Yeah. I, I'm thankful. How about yourself, Travis? Well, man, I'm, uh, you know, this is my first thanksgiving and christmas without my grandma okay and my my family on my mom's side we were a nanny centric family okay i mean it was thanksgiving you go to nanny's house christmas you go to nanny's house man it's just straight to nannies and it was you know even when she was in the nursing home last year you know we all i still went up to her house we we took the food to her in the nursing home. We had a big meal, you know. We me and uh, my uncle and and my aunt and some others cooked it up, and we and we all went down and and you know ate with her and everything. So it's uh <clears throat> this will be the first time. It's just me and my mom down here in South Arkansas. We'll be doing Thanksgiving together. Um, so it's going to be different this year, but I'm it makes me more thankful for family. You know, not having some of that family around uh, makes me thankful for that. Um, and then I'm thankful for for friends because you know, being a being a single guy, you know, and and not having a lot of family around, I depend on friends a lot. And so, friends like you and others, you know, just having there's there's a lot of great people in my life, people in my church. Uh, people from my last church that, and then just lifelong friends that I, you know, friends that may not have been lifelong, you know, maybe friends I've just met in the last few years, but people that, that I know I can talk to and that that have my back. So thankful for those kind of people. And they're just the blessings that God's given me, man. I'm, I don't deserve anything I have and, um, at all, uh, I've done nothing to deserve it. And, uh, Thankfully, God is merciful and gracious, and uh, it counts me worthy. So uh, I appreciate it. 
And I'm thankful for this podcast. This is I am just, dude, and how can me and you talked about it before? How cool is this? I mean, me and you, this just football season, we've interviewed Reed Bauer. Oh yeah. Luke Jones, Chris Poopal, Jordan Dominic, Landon Jackson. I mean, and next week I'm gonna go in and spoil it. Um, unless you're unless you're hard no, but it's been confirmed, so I feel good about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Razorback pitching coach, legendary Dave Jorn. That's right. Who, he, he's coach Stanek, you said? Uh, Keitchell, D- Dallas Keitchell. Uh, yeah. And some others. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he coached a lot of guys. I mean, he, he was Razorback coach for 20-something years. Yeah. In two stints, under DeBryan, and then came back under Van Horn. Right. So he coached under both of those legendary Razorback coaches. And in between, he was in the pros. Really? So, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to asking him questions because, you know, he did write a book. You were reading the book. As soon as I get it in the mail, I'm going to read it. As soon as he gets it in the mail, so he will read the book. Yeah. Amazon is on its way. Yeah. Out for delivery, five stops away. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, talk to him. Maybe some of the things we talked to, with about um, – I'm brain farting on his name, the catcher. Uh, Michael Turner. Michael Turner. I, I knew it was Michael. I couldn't think Turner. But Michael well, Turner. Our first big interview was Michael Turner. Yeah, that was. Was. Well, I don't know. I think Big O was our first big oh, yeah. interview. Oh, sorry. Big O was our first. But, interview. you know, then Michael Turner was next. But um, I think we're looking forward to that. Um, I'd like, to, you know, about the thoughts on calling a game as in college, when, you know, maybe the differences in letting how, how that's done. Between yeah. the majors and and the uh, college game, so a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff to ask him about about the book, you know. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, so folks, like, share, share, like, uh, get on social media, interact with us. Look, um, I figured out how to log into Instagram now, so we can have some more fun there. That's right. So. Yeah, so. You know, get on there. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us where you agree with us. Tell you where we disagree with us. Who would have been your player of the game? That's not so obvious player of the game last week. Tell us who you think that would be. Um, also, we still got t-shirts. We do. Uh, it's almost twenty dollars a piece, five dollars for shipping and handling. Uh, we'll get. Uh, Clint has done a great job of getting those out to folks. And uh, you know, hey, if you want to. You want that on your chest? You can have it. Or faces on your chest. That's right. Christmas present. That's right. We're running a Black Friday special. Um, it's twenty dollars plus five dollars shipping and handling. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Zero percent off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it works for those. Uh, you know. Those car lots say something about zero percent. People get all excited about that, you know. Zero percent interest, though. Let's talk about zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah, yeah. We won't charge you any interest on those shirts. We'll just take the cash as it is. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thank y'all so much for listening. For we're thankful for y'all. Talking about being thankful, we're thankful for the people that listen all the time. Uh, you know, our, our number I'm one fan. For you, Gabe. 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 Uh, Michael McDaniel. Uh, you know, 
Man, I got several guys out there that that I know message me. Thank a lot. you, hometown roofing. They like to point out when I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks for the hometown roofing, Bobby B, Mike Floyd, um, making so many things possible for us, and believing and just believing in what we're doing here. Yeah. So uh, God bless y'all. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no. I didn't get to say my food. Uh, what's your food? Got to be the dressing. Ooh. Got to be the dressing, y'all. Gobble, gobble, dressing. Give me that giblet gravy. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. That's why I sweat when I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed Get afraid of no exit pain, Lord. No.